0: Nation Army couldn't hold me back.
1: Now, back to Stunning Guru on yeah. the seventh game.
2: Taking that time right behind my back.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm chucking up at this guy. Did I, I get more
0: like this too. don't like that. Back and
2: forth through my mind. Behind the cigarette.
0: There you go. Steining in the house without a wallet. <laughs>
1: yeah, watch out.
0: I appreciate that, boss. Playing that song for 10 minutes. I forgot that I lost my wallet this morning. We'll figure it out, everybody. Matt's time. It's Evan Giddings. Down the Guru Johnson, not here, but listening. It's
2: did always you, listening.
0: Did you see his insta? He said he. Posted something on Instagram that was all love after he
1: eviscerated me earlier on the text. Well, as you know, Sonny, I've been yeah. working, so I haven't had a chance to uh, check yeah. my IG. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. So you, double time it feels like. So uh, you had some trouble with the email this morning, so. That's. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. I tell you what, it's it, it's it's one thing to get chewed
0: out by guru. On text. It's another to get chewed out by Guru on text in the midst of you realizing you can't find your wallet. He, was, I, I almost came back and, I, you know, I, my resp- I lied, by the <laughs> way, on the response. I said, I lost my phone.
1: Yeah, I know you did. Because <laughs> you were texting us pretty consistently. Actually, you were active on the Vine during your hiatus. More than I was expecting. I was proud of you.
0: That's because I was in the fantasy football uh, oh, title
1: game. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to see... Is the, he here today, by uh, the way? Yeah, i got to see the champ, too. Willard's here today? Willard is here today. He is here today. And Dibley. Oh. I'm sure he's going to be happy that the auto-drafter didn't
0: win at all, but... I do not want to see Willard today. Willard beat me in the championship series. Well, he's, he's the
1: kind of guy that you know won't say anything before because he's afraid he's going to lose. And then the moment that he wins... He's going to start gloating as if he's been confident the entire time.
0: So, let me ask you a question. I I, I do have some fantasy football uh, uh, questions. Got to figure out who to sit this week? No, the season's
1: over. (laughs) No, I
0: I do have some. Okay, so I got this is the first real fantasy football league I've ever played in where I've given money. So, you know, Uh a hundred bucks. Here you go. 14 guys in the league. Here's a hundred. I shared a team with Dibley about six years ago. I was surprised it didn't go well. And so I just okay, fine, I'll play fantasy football this year. Here's $100, and now I'm on my own for the first time ever. Um, I didn't realize, obviously. So can somebody answer me this question? How common is it for the two teams who get to the finals to agree to split the pot? is that more common than 50% per- is it is it common is it not common is it frowned upon is it assumed how many times you know hey split this do you split do
1: you split the pot is the sp- uh, pot split 80% of the time so i was going to say i don't think it's uncommon Hello? for people to split the pot but the proposal of an uneven split to me is very rare. I've never heard of someone offering a split that was not 50-50. Until now. You mean Willards? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of anybody saying, you know what? Look, we've both had a great season. I really respect your team. Your drafting impeccable. Your ability to swap quarterbacks in out immaculate. You should get 40% and I should get 60%. I've never heard that before. So
0: let me so Lucas, Texas, I don't know, on Wednesday before the Thursday games go off. And you go, Congratulations, you guys have gotten to the finals. Uh, you know, if you want to split the pot, just let me know. Anything you want to do. By the way, know.
1: you didn't choose to split the pot, unfortunately.
0: I didn't even know such a thing existed. I figured, well, first place gets first. So Lucas sends out you guys want to split the pot, and of course I'm just gonna wait there for Willard's one liner, which I know is coming. I can't remember if I what did I say? I can't even remember.
1: Well, you asked us about the split. Right, because I and then even... I well, I noticed the split was uneven. And so I was like, no, absolutely not. So
0: this one guy wins nine hundred, the other guy wins four hundred, the split was six fifty.
1: That would be the split, right? Six hundred and fifty dollars, or for an even split? Yeah, there's Correct. a thirteen hundred dollar pot. Correct. Yeah,
0: so he would have gotten six fifty. I get six fifty. Was that the proposal?
1: Well, the proposal was split the money, so I figured it was six
0: fifty each. Then Willard comes out and goes, "I tell you what, I'll give you five hundred right now," and I was like, "Well, that's dumb. Like, why would I do that? I'm going to take one hundred dollars more than if I lose anyway." So of course, Willard was up to his old tricks, like he always
1: is, and I just didn't <laughs> bite. 'Cause I don't I don't know the protocol. Well, and of course because you have confidence in your team, you've ridden Joe Flacco this entire time to get you to the promised land. Whether you do or you don't win, doesn't matter because you're second like the only reason that I've I've ever offered a split is because my team was projected to win far and away. Like like the other team, I knew I was gonna beat them. What is a ninety-four? Niners knew they were gonna beat the Chargers. Like, so you do a you make a nice gesture and you say, hey, like, let's split the pot, because I know your team's gonna lose.
0: Oh. I don't know what the odds were. He I think he was favored slightly. Yeah. Or we were was close. You know what's funny is I've been explaining this to all my friends, and they're like, Well, so like who'd you lose to with the guy? Like, so he go they go. See, I don't even know any of this. And they go, so the guy didn't the guy didn't want to split with you, Stiney? And I said, I don't think he's the type of guy that would want to split with me, no. So I guess he like I'm just looking forward to seeing Willard so he can explain it all.
1: Oh I'm sure me. he'll I'm sure he'll be able to break oh, it down yeah. play by play. Oh yeah. Just just lay out yeah. for, the, for the first three minutes.
0: Let me tell you what's not happening. Huh. Mark Willard's not gonna let not gonna split the pot now.
1: <laughs> oh no, of course not.
0: Well, that, that would be the thing to do. <laughs> no, seriously, I would do that if I were him. What? Uh, if if uh, roles were completely reversed, and I was a fantasy football expert, okay. and I'd been playing fantasy football for 20 years, and there's a new guy in the league for the first time ever, and he gets to the finals, and clearly he has no idea what's going on, I think it was Willard's responsibility to say, "Okay, like some t- some leagues do, split the pot." At this point, the game doesn't matter, and I would have said, "Oh, well, is that what you usually do, Mark?" And he would have said, "No or yes," and I would have said, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I don't know what he. W- I don't
1: know what he would have said. I actually think you would have done that because your first message to us, if you had won, was, <laughs> "We're taking this to the ship." Dude, there's a big difference. Not a, not a championship, the old ship. I know. We all lost. <laughs> we all did. We all really did. Now here's something else, and I'm
0: four one five. Split the pot sounds positively un-American. I, I will say that, you know, I. It feels to me like there's some there's some people that are adamant about not splitting the pot if they get that far, and if Willard is one of those guys. I'll respect it. But if he says, <laughs> this is my 17th title and this is the first one where this pot has never been split, then I'm going to be like, Willard, you got me. You stuck it to me. I'm man. sure he'll tell you. Oh, I'm sure. 888-957-9570 is a number. Had a great year, though. Had a great year.
1: Yes, he did. A clean 365 days.
0: And now... I started January 2024 by losing my wallet.
1: Yeah, I hope you didn't set the tone. I am very,
0: very uh, concerned about the wallet. It's one of those things that's just like, it's hovering like the like the cloud around Pigpen in the uh, Snoopy comic. All right, 888-957-9570. I appreciate everybody listening to all my problems. Uh, pot splitting is frowned upon. That's from uh, Sean All right. I mean, if it is, it is. No, seriously.
1: Uncle Looney with a four, though. Pretty sure Willard stole Steiny's wallet. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you know what? I had $150 in there. <laughs> Not anymore. Which more. would make
0: up the <laughs> difference between a split and a non-split. Uh, what yeah. are you doing if you're the San Francisco 49ers? They've clinched the number 1 seed throughout uh, the NFC playoffs. They play the Rams. Rams, they could see again. We've been talking Warriors. Uh yeah. Happy holidays. You want to talk about two teams right now on, on different trajectories. We came in today, Evan, and and I said, boy, you know, the Niners and the and the and the Warriors trending in a different directions. I said, you know, the, I said, it's we I said it's you know it's gonna be weird talking about the 49ers today. And he said, why? And I'm like, well, because we haven't talked in two weeks or ten days. And so, we haven't talked about the Ravens game, and we haven't talked about this game either. Washington. And I feel like, well, don't ask me to talk about the Washington game without talking about the Ravens game.
2: Hmm.
0: Like, how, now that you got to combine two, like, I can't, I don't know, what's the bigger story? The 49ers have the number one seed in the NFC, or they got their... They got thumped a week and a half ago. Absolutely thumped after a run in which everybody was saying, this is the best team in football. The bully got bullied. Purdy looked terrible. They got beat up. Hey, it happens. In a way, I'm almost glad we weren't on the air because I know last, last week would have been a nightmare. Steam stinks. We stink. Can't win. Not stink, but... All of a sudden, they would not be. We would have panicked. there had been so much panic last week, but because we didn't get to talk about it, they come back. They beat the, they beat Washington, and now we're back up a little bit. But to me, what game's more important to you?
1: Well, I was listening to, to Guru and, and Dumas, who were in last week uh, in this slot, and they did a really good job. And I thought that they took the temperature of that game on Christmas in the right way, which was I actually don't think there was as much. The sky is falling as you think. Now that like, and maybe I'm just I'm saying that, and I felt that way because I also thought that the Ravens were going to win that game. So yeah, to me, did. I and we talked about a weeks leading up to that was just a game that I felt like the 49ers were introduced to a brand of football they hadn't seen before. Or when they had, those were games that they had lost, mainly the the Cleveland game and then the the Browns uh, the Bengals game from a while ago. But that's neither here nor there because I think it was also a chance for them. And the Niners have shown us that after those those eggs that they laid earlier in the year, they took whatever they needed to, internalized it, and responded with a six-game win streak. And then they minor road blip. So if they had lost to Washington, or if they looked terrible against the Commanders, then I do think you look at that Christmas Day game and say, well, that actually is something to be worried about. But because they returned to normalcy, they pretty much just ran up and down on... Washington, and that's a team they should beat. I mean, Washington's lost, like, I don't know, seven in a row? I mean, they're a four-win team. They're, they're, they're bad. They're a really bad team. That's a team you should shellack, and they did. To me, the bigger takeaway from these two weeks is that you got what you wanted. You achieved the one seed, and that's nothing to gloss over because, as of a few years ago, there's only one buy. There's only one buy that's available to you in the NFL, which is, it's funny, like, we opened up the, the playoffs, or the commissioner did, open up the playoffs for an extra team, and you got rid of, I guess, the only other advantage out there, which was two teams used to get a bye. Now only one does. Right. And the Niners earned that, and they earned definitively the best you know, label that there is in the NFL. So I don't think we're going to be talking about the Ravens game unless the Niners lose in the postseason at any point. Because then, and well, will do it, Like we do any season. Whenever you lose in the postseason, you think about all the things that didn't go your way during the year and how all of the kind of little tidbits or nuggets or breadcrumbs that that team left throughout the season came back to bite them. I think that's the only time we talk about the Christmas Day game. I think it was a bigger game for the Ravens because they established themselves as maybe the best team in the NFL. For the Niners, we already knew that they're a really, really good football team. And I don't think any of the flaws that that came up in the Ravens game are going to be on our radar unless they lose in the playoffs.
0: Well, what? see, let me ask you this. Is there anything these three teams have in common? Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. No, they're playing the same division. Exactly. Right?
1: So They did beat the Steelers, though. Big W. That was so, a joke. I Sorry.
0: know.
1: I know. <laughs> uh,
0: the... Does that make you wonder about the? To me, the Super Bowl, or do those three teams have anything in common other than the division they play in? Cincinnati's so defense was pretty good. Was Cleveland's defense was good, and so, so I, I always, I always kind of wonder how fans think about this. Like if, like I don't worry about the Baltimore Ravens right now. If I'm a Forty Nine er fan, we'll have two weeks to theoretically worry about them. So, like I don't. Somebody may knock them off, if you know what I mean. Just interested to think once you get to the once you get to the Super Bowl, you may be an underdog.
1: That's true, but I also don't think it would be one that big of a spread and two. I don't think the 49ers would be worse off. Like in a way, I actually think if they happen to play the Ravens again, which is not a sure thing, that that loss actually probably helps them. Like, it helps them more than the Ravens' win does. Psychologically, I guess you think you're the better team if you're Baltimore, but the, nine, but the Niners, I don't think they were exposed, but they learned whatever they needed to from that game. They took it, and then they went out and kicked the crap out of the Commanders. Like, And Brock Purdy looked exactly the same as he had before that game. You know, I, I guess the only thing we— like, if you want to talk big picture, the only thing we learned on Christmas was that Brock Purdy's not the MVP. Lamar Jackson is, and yeah. he followed up that game with a five-touchdown performance against Miami. Yes, So, that there's over. that. Yeah, it's over. But I don't think the Niners were really focused on individual accolades. And so, in a way, that kind of pushes them out of that conversation, and then they can lock in on whatever they need to.
0: You know what's interesting is, uh, I got a buddy we call Baltimore Joe. He's a Ravens fan. He's a legitimate Ravens fan. And sometimes you forget You kind of work in a bubble when you talk about the home team players left and right. And I didn't realize. So do you realize that I guess among a small group of people, Nick Bosa's kind of got a reputation? Like my guy calls him businessman Bosa.
1: Well, he did just get paid this offseason.
0: He did. He's like, oh, the Bosa's. Yeah, they're good, but they're all about getting. They're all about money. They're all about the contract. And he claims Bosa doesn't really come to play in the big, 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 big games. Hmm. So I started... He said that before the year, and my point is this. Is I really have... I think Bosa's great, obviously. But he texted me right after that game, and he just said, you know, Big Nick Bosa doesn't like playing the big boys. Playing the big boys. Another... He said another big game where Nick Bosa just vanishes.
1: Well, Bosa was there in Philly. Yeah, yeah. what, one and a half sacks or something? Yeah. Hey,
0: I'm not agreeing well. I hadn't really heard about it before.
1: Well, Baltimore Joe is right that the biggest sack in that game was by the referee. That's a four. Uh, James in Oakland. What's up, James? How you doing, man? Hey.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, happy New Year. Thank
0: how you. How you guys doing? We're doing well, thanks, man. Hey, um, hey, um I got
2: two things to say. Um, And then you, I want to ask you guys this. Which one, which uh, is of the team that would you rather face in the playoffs, the Eagles or the Rams? On your opinion, because to me, I don't want to face the Rams, to me, because the Niners, the Rams is more, uh, is more fierce than the Eagles, to me, because they, the two coaches, a lot of people out there don't know they came from the same tree of the coaching, from Gruden and Holmgren. That's all came from them. So that's why they played a little bit, uh, they, they played kind of similar uh, on the offense side, similar. But yeah, so that's why I, for me, is L.A. Rafferty is more great than the Eagles.
1: All right, James. Appreciate the call. Uh, Evan, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he, yeah, so Rams or Eagles, right? Who would you rather play? I think oh, I'd, okay. Is that what he said? Yeah. I, I was having it was trouble. it was hard to make out, but I think his, his question was, who would you rather play, Philly or L.A.? And I think I am to the point where I'd rather play the Rams. You mean Philly? I, like, I'd i be fine playing Philly. He asked, who would you rather play? Right. Or, sorry, yeah, I'd rather play the Eagles, my bad. Gotcha. Yes, I'd rather play Philadelphia. Than the Rams right now? Yes.
0: That's a good one,
1: and that, well, it's also it's not all right. just because they they beat them before, and the Rams are, are playing better. Like if you just if you look up and down the roster, I think there are more threats for the Los Angeles Rams. And we we kind of touched on this in the last hour, but the Rams have a great head coach or a Super Bowl winning head coach. They have a surefire number one receiver in it's Cooper S- Cup, Super Bowl Super Super winning MVP, quarterback, yep. Matt Stafford, and. Even though their defense isn't great, they still have Aaron Donald who can, at points, wreck a game. So, the Eagles, meanwhile, their defense looks like a bunch of turnstiles, and their offense hasn't been able to pick up the slack. They look worse than they did last year. I mean, the Eagles are kind of in disarray.
0: That's absolutely the way it seems right now. I mean, one playoff win and You play the Niners, but I I agree if if this is who the Eagles are, the 49ers are going to be able to beat them even without playing their best game.
1: You could also make a case that that first half the 49ers played the Rams that Stafford has looked as good as any quarterback against the Niners' defense. The only other performance that's probably better would be Burrow.
0: Okay, so now you're looking back, Evan. You're looking back at this 49ers season great season so far we all know that 12 and 4 best team in the NFC you've got a vast arsenal of evidence of seeing this team what's going to get them beat you put it in a way that i thought was interesting well what okay you t- let's talk about what's resonated this year well, to me, yes, that Baltimore game resonated.
1: Unfortunately,
0: most mm-hmm. of when we ask this of any really good team, we're going to focus on the negative. Unfortunately,
1: because the Niners are so good,
0: because we're looking, because we know they're so good, but we're looking for something that down the line could be an issue. So when I think about their losses, I think well, Baltimore looked better than anybody against them. I thought, obviously. Uh, the Rams, the Rams had that pretty good first half where they were up 17-10 and then Purdy let them on the drive at the end of the first half to make it 17-17, okay? That one I remember. Like, so, I remember uh, Joe Burrow kind of picking them apart and Kirk Cousins picking them apart on consecutive weeks. That, like, that doesn't... Like, of all those problems, the performances of Burrow and Cousins on those back-to-back weeks that i feel like is the furthest thing in the rearview mirror. It, if you follow what i'm what i'm trying to say. So you you th- So i'm just looking at okay, we're we're talking about like touch points, okay? Yeah. 49ers are going into the playoffs. It's the best team in the NFC. Okay, so what has resonated with you? What what does worry you a little bit? Well, clearly the way the the Ravens played uh, you know the game against the Ravens was the most troubling game of the year, if you want to put it that way. Boy, do we have a problem with physicality? We haven't served the part. We haven't uh, solved the running quarterback issue. They beat us up. Purdy fell behind and played worse rather than you know. So all those things. Of course, that was a red flag game, but but that's what we have there. Okay, so the Rams they did control the ball in the first half of that game. Yeah. Okay. And then, in the other two losses, Cousins picked them apart, and Burrow picked them apart. I guess what I'm saying is the, the game that feels, feels the most real was the, was, the, was the game against the Ravens.
1: Yeah, because you were at full strength. I mean, the game, like, during the losing streak... But also, I feel like their, their past defense has
0: gotten better their, since that back-to-back stretch where those two really good quarterbacks picked them apart. Definitely.
1: Yeah, no, their their pass defense has been has been really good. Um, I mean, one thing I was more concerned about was and have been is the the forty nine ers run defense. Okay, and they they kind of got beat up a little bit by Brian Robinson uh, and the Commanders this weekend. But obviously, that didn't really matter. I mean, I, I look, I hear what you're saying. I, I think that in the playoffs, what's going to get them beat is another quarterback being really good. And as much as he's been awesome this season, I think you also saw on Christmas, if they do lose, it's going to be because Brock's not very good. Like it's, It is going to be about the quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy, even though he's won a couple games, is still relatively inexperienced. And so I think the reason why the Niners are in such a great position as Super Bowl contenders is because of how good their quarterback play has been. The few times that they've lost... Brock Purdy has either been a no-show or he has not played very well. That's why they're going to lose.
0: I think there's. I, I think the 49ers can withstand a big game from the opposing quarterback, but... The, re- the reason that Baltimore embarrassed them was because defense. well, one of the reasons was because defensively they just got to, the, they got to the Niners. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. Stiney Long with Evan Giddings. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Let me ask you something. When you think about the playoffs, let me, something during the regular season that makes you feel convinced they're going to win the Super Bowl. And maybe something you saw that worries you a little bit. 888-957-9570.
1: Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game.
0: Steiny and Evan. Guru back tomorrow. Hope everybody had a great New Year. Nice and safe. Hey, what's it called? I don't want to bring everybody down. You find your wallet? That's, that was about the... You know what? That's the meanest thing you've ever you done, done to shot, me in six years. <laughs> so, what happens when they... I forget. So, you know how, like, when there's a, like a crash, like a plane crash, and they go from search and rescue? Yeah. And then it turns to something else after a period of time? It's called something else.
1: An autopsy?
0: No, it's because they... Search and rescue, they still feel like they can find survivors. But then it becomes something else. And I don't, the words escaping me becomes something else. Your last hope? I don't know. Search and recover. Search Thank and you. recover. Thank you, Ernie Chavez. Search and recover. Search and recover. Anyway, it's always a poignant moment when they go from search and rescue to search and recover. And I'm wondering, do we have anything similar uh, with what's going on with my wallet? Uh, somebody uh, somebody very positive on the Comcast Business text line said, tiny it sounds to me like at this point, you've only possibly misplaced it. I agree. Okay. When does set. it turn into search and recover? <laughs> when does it turn the corner from misplaced to you ain't getting it back, Chief.
1: Well, and maybe I'm the wrong person to talk to about this, because when we were discussing it before the show, I also mentioned the fact I lose my wallet like three times a year. So this is something I'm well-versed in. You misplace things. I think you get a pretty long rope, because sometimes also, Stani, I've found that as a you know master of retracing steps from plenty of experiences like this, if you actually remove yourself and you just accept the fact that you've lost your wallet, sometimes it just pops up. Like, in two weeks, you'll be rummaging through your tools, and you'll be looking for, like, a specific hammer, and then you <laughs> and then you open a box, or you move something, and boom, your wallet's right there. And so, in fact, you haven't lost it. You've just misplaced it for a long time.
0: Yeah. By well,
1: the way, your glass is half full, so that's how you should be approaching what,
0: this. You know, what's interesting is, so yesterday was January 1st. I did not leave the house yesterday. I, I, but... I woke up, and actually, I didn't wake up. I, how about this? You want to hear something crazy? I. This is loot. We had an open house,
1: by the way, that you didn't come to. Well, I was in Los Angeles. That's right.
0: Uh, anyway, so some people stopped can't over. get
1: off that. There's a few people so, who weren't there.
0: Yeah, so people stopped over, and so it was an open house. Everybody was gone by 930. Couldn't sleep. So I stayed up and painted my office. New Year's Eve.
1: Like in the morning? Yeah, like. From midnight to five a.m. You painted your office. I did. What? You just had paint lying around? Was it a project that you had to do and you just hadn't got to it yet? It was just. It was one of a million projects that I got to start doing, and I was
0: I just couldn't sleep because my leg was bothering me a little bit as always, and I I just went down to my office and I I painted. I cleaned it all out. I cleared it out. I'm going to redo the office. I'm going to get. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get it going. So then, I got into bed about five thirty. Got a couple hours. So I haven't left the house in like 38 hours. Now, the last thing I purchased was some salsa and baguettes. (laughs) That's an odd combination. I didn't leave that at noon
1: on New Year's Eve at the Lucky. There's no chance. No, because you made the purchase. So you had to have it.
0: Did I put... And What do you think? I tried to put it in my back pocket and I missed, but I
1: didn't realize it at the time. You know where it could be? Where is in a crevice in your car. Like, look under your okay. driver's seat, or oh. look down the side there. I don't I know get, if you already have. But. I gave
0: that a quickie. Okay, a quickie. But we're gonna we're gonna get off this, um, and I appreciate everybody uh, uh, indulging me because it's just it's throwing me off a little bit. But you know what? It's somebody saying that I'd much rather be a wallet than an iPhone. Really. Mm-hmm. I, I call them all my big, you know, the big three, the keys, the wallet, and the phone. And I always kind of felt like the wallet's Curry. you telling me the cell phone's Curry?
1: <laughs> what does that make
0: the car I know it ain't
1: the car keys. That That's, the Draymond. Car keys. That's Draymond. That's <laughs> Draymond? Yeah, you can lose And you them. know what? The car's not starting a lot lately. Yeah, you, you can suspend the keys indefinitely. You, you kind of need the phone and the Side wallet. Side of car seat, I'm hearing. All right. <clears throat> I will say, though... The only decision you have to make now, and it is important one, when you cancel the cards. Cause then you've given up. Well, I haven't nobody there's
0: no strange there's nothing strange yet, which I gotta believe is a very good
1: sign. Honestly, the biggest loss is the license. Like that's the hardest to read, acquire. Yeah, that is true. All righty. Matt Steimet's
0: Evan Giddings with you. 888 957 9570 we're talking about the Niners, and we. One of the reasons I was late back to break was because we were kind of getting into this discussion uh, during the break.
1: What? There's a couple comments on the uh, YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, Steiny. Yeah. Check that last one from Alan Neal about the wallet. Wallet is clay. It's fused.
0: It's useful intermittently. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Um no, the one thing I was kinda saying, so the Niners are twelve and four and the, the year's played out like it's played out and we've watched every single game. And so I I do don't you like this the way I think about football. Okay, so I'm looking at the Niners and and I'm like, okay, Stein, you've seen them play 16 games. They're the number one seed. You saw they got manhandled by this team, the the Ravens. But man, when they look good, they look Thomas. So what do you think? What do you think? And I'm thinking that going into the going into the playoffs, I think this is a well oiled machine. That you better you better throw a monkey wrench in there, because otherwise you have no chance of beating the Niners. Like you've got to you've got to. Just change something. You've got to get them behind. You've got to, uh, you know, you, you got to face them when McCaffrey's not a hundred percent. You, a defense has to make a, a scoring play. Like I just feel like after what I've seen all year, that. You, you have to play 60 minutes of, and this is, oh, I know. This is where you said, you know, what's it going to take? Uh, you know, what is it? 49ers? What beats the Niners? A great quarterback. A performance like Lamar Jackson. I think that's only half of it, and that's why I think they are still the favorites. I think the other half of it is then you need a defense that, can, get, that the, can keep them under 30. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, or you're going to have to outshoot them. I mean, look, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. You know, you can you can beat a team several different fashions. But the thing about the Niners that has made them so impressive to me this year is that there are very few teams, and maybe there's only one or two, that don't have to adjust what they do when they play the Niners. Like the Ravens are one of the few teams that don't have to change the way they operate as far as maybe it's in game decision making you know maybe maybe it's if you do think that the niners are a team that doesn't play well from behind well then you wouldn't want to take the ball to start the game you would like to get the ball at the half but if the niners have a 10 point lead or a 14 point lead at half the game might be over so maybe you want to like there're all these decisions that you have to question and rethink and you just start second guessing yourself i think it's a big reason why they blow a lot of teams out is because teams have to play uncomfortably in order to try and combat all the things that the Niners do on both sides of the football. And when you start to second-guess yourself, and you make a mistake, well, then you get thrown off. And the Niners are the best team, I think, at capitalizing on opponents' miscues, whether it's on a specific play, whether it's on a turnover, um... You know, it's on a missed assignment. The Niners kill you in so many different ways, not just offensively, but I think, to your point earlier, talking about the improved secondary, you know, defensively, since they've gotten Chase Young, they have been a much better group. And I just think that right now, to your point, because they have so many different ways to win, that you do have to... I don't know if it's pitch a perfect game, but you definitely got to catch some breaks. Yes, absolutely. For one... Uh,
0: except for one team. And that's the Ravens. Because, and it, this is what I mean, like what sticks out during the course of a season? And when I saw the Ravens beat the Niners like they did, it's the first time this year that I believed, you know, if the if the 49ers play their best game, they could lose. Hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I think, hey, and I know this; it never works like this, but, all right, Ravens play their best game, Niners play their best game. I, I think the Ravens win. That's what I came away with after the game two weeks ago. And going into that game, I just felt like, boy, the Niners, they just look dominant. But that game's put a little bit more... Maybe they're not the best team. Well, I think at their best, they, they are. I mean... Okay, and... but. But me, why?
1: Why? Because...
0: I I would say, why? Baltimore's defense is better and their offense could be just as, you know, every bit as dynamic because their quarterback is dynamic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, look, the Niners have so many different weapons offensively that there's just no way that you can really cover them all. Like, I think the Ravens, they're a team that kind of does what the Niners do. On offense, but on defense. Like, they move a lot of pieces around, they change the picture, and they have the personnel to do it and not be compromised. So, like, they're they're really hard to beat. I mean, that's one of the re- Like, <laughs> the Ravens actually <laughs> quietly could be undefeated. Their only three losses this year are blown 10-point fourth-quarter leads. Like, they could be undefeated. And I don't think they would be a team that you look at and say, well, they're an all-time great team, because there's probably a few games they've, they've been able to eke out. But the Niners haven't won... You know th- those games that they've been either behind or even look. I, I think their only single-digit win this year was against the Rams. I mean, th- when they win, they blow teams out like they absolutely massacre teams. So I don't look at that and say they can't win close games, but I look at that and say there aren't many cha- there aren't many teams that can hang with the Niners. I think there are more teams that can hang with the Ravens than San Francisco, but the Ravens are oh. constructed specifically to beat a team. Like the 49ers.
0: 415. By the way, the Cowboys are the third favorite to win the Super Bowl, but are they the third best team in the league? Yeah, 415 on the Comcast Business Text Line. It's one thing we're throwing around a little earlier. I think most people right now, if you if you said to them, you have to make a bet on the two Super Bowl uh, final teams, you have to. I think 90% of us are saying the Niners against the Ravens. And I just threw out there, well, who is the third best team then? Because I, I think there's about seven teams that could be the uh, the third best team. Seven oh seven. Respectfully disagree, Ah, I gotta like the way I, I appreciate the way you did. You disagree. throw
1: respectfully in there? Yeah. No. Okay.
0: From the seven oh seven. It was still a ball game, and we had three three turn- Oh yeah. Uh, Purdy had three of his turnovers in the first. Oh hey. See, this is why he respectfully disagrees. Let me tell you what just happened. I just read this text, mm-hmm. respectfully disagree, Steiny. it was still a ball game and we had thir- three turner- turnovers in the first half. You take away those turnovers, which two were unlucky bounces, and the Niners are up 14 okay. at the end of one half. So, I didn't read the second part of that, but as I started to read that, I did have to acknowledge, you know, Purdy had thrown three of his four interceptions in the first half and they were still kind of in the game. But I looked over to you, in other words, I was going to say, you know what, it's fair, but as I was saying and thinking what I was going to say, which is, I think that's a fair point, 707, I looked over at you and you were rolling your eyes. Okay. Maybe that's why somebody respectfully disagrees with me, but they might not respectfully disagree with you because you're trying to make a fool out of them.
1: No, I'm not trying to make a fool out of them. I would just simply point out the fact that the 49ers spotted them five points. Or the Ravens spotted them five points because Lamar Jackson tripped over an official in the end zone, and then the Niners got a field goal out of it. So, like the game was a, a double digit. It was a two score loss. That's them's the like that's the oh, fact. Oh yeah, and it, I'm
0: I'm not disagreeing with you on
1: that. No, no, no. I would just the the reason why and like I appreciate the seven oh seven. Niners got worked. It's okay. It happens. Games like that in the NFL happen. The Niners have worked 11 different teams this year. They kicked the crap out of everyone. It's just interesting to me that every time they lose, there's a convenient reason, there's an excuse, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because the 49ers bounced back and then rolled Washington. They're right back on track. Like It's just, it's just funny to me how people can't take their lumps. Well, you know, well that's, I think, a fair question. Brock Purdy was bad. And even if well, that's what I'm trying- half of the interceptions are not his fault or more, however you want to slice it, okay, well, Brock Purdy has thrown some passes that probably should have been intercepted earlier this year that weren't. Like, things right. even out. It doesn't mean that Brock Purdy still hasn't thrown for more yards than a, than a quarterback in 49ers history. It doesn't mean that he's the not the first quarterback, you know, in, in two decades to throw 30 touchdowns. He had a bad game. And trying to say that those don't count or don't matter... Well... I just disagree with. Well, of course. And that's because you're right and they're
0: wrong. It the, here's the point. And I'm try this is what I'm trying to get to. It's not whether oh, we two of those turnovers against the with this that I, like I don't care about that. What I'm trying to get at is if I'm a 49er fan and I'm using this two week increment because we haven't been on the radio in 2 weeks. And I don't care if you're if you're a Joe Sports fan or not or if you're a football expert. There's even if you're a football expert, there's no way that you watch the Niners go 11 and 3 then get beat like they got beat Against the Baltimore Ravens, and you just brush that aside. If you have Super Bowl aspirations, which they do, what like you can't just unsee that game. You can't just say, well, they got a couple bit, ba- I get it. So they come back then this week and they win against the commanders and they have to win. And I'm just thinking, God, okay, yeah, yeah, and the number 1 seed, this and that, but what does that game mean? Does it mean anything? To me, I saw the 49ers in a way. This is what I I saw them go from kind of the Warriors. You know how the Warriors during the three years with Durant, you didn't think they were beatable? And in fairness, they kind of weren't, even at the end? Sure. Durant, 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 the three titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I was watching this team for three years, and I'm like, you can't beat them. You're not going to beat them. What I'm saying is, after watching the game against the Ravens, I cannot say this team's unbeatable. But going into that game, I was like, I felt that way. nobody's going to touch this team. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, how do you view the Baltimore game and what has ensued? Do you feel better than you did the day before Christmas about the Niners? 888-957-9570? I mean that's really the question. It's Christmas Eve. You feel better about the Niners now than you did Christmas Eve? I don't.
2: Mm, I mean
0: I, I don't. Well, and they got
1: the number one seed. Well, and the Betters don't. Like I think the Niners are still a slight favorite, but like we talked about earlier, to me that's more because of the lack of confidence in the NFC and the Ravens have a tougher path to go through in the AFC. I also think there's better quarterbacks in the AFC. Like, Brock Purdy well, no, I, I Brock actually, Purdy's probably the best quarterback in the NFC. And then it's... but oh, I, let, like, me, let me be fair. Lamar's got to go through Patrick Mahomes. He might have to go through Josh Allen. He might have to, like,
0: no, you just you just brought up something great, and it's, a, it's an important point. At the same time that I said, man, they can be beat, I, I should have put the second half of this argument out there. Not by an NFC team. Yes. Not by an NFC team. I agree. I should have put that disclaimer on it. But I guess what I'm saying is, the way I feel how'd you feel on the 24th before the Baltimore game and how do you feel right now? I feel I feel less secure about winning the Super Bowl Hmm. but I I feel fine about getting there. But I absolutely have concern because I feel like I know I can beat the Eagles. I know I can beat the Cowboys. I know I can beat the Rams. And we're better than the Lions. Okay. What about the Ravens? Well, I'm not sure. What about Cleveland? Well, we we think we're better than Cleveland, but, man, their defense is really good. And that could... That's what I mean. Like, to me, all bets are off in a Super Bowl, but... I would maybe double my money that the Niners get to the Super Bowl at this
1: point. Yeah, no, I, I feel really good. I mean, what? Goose Dad Norm has a ticket on the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. He should right. feel really good about that ticket. That's true. So, and and this is to take it to take your point a step further. To me, also, I would look at it as even if the Niners hadn't played or lambasted the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles, well, they haven't played the Lions. I feel really good if the Niners had to, even if it was on the road, go into Detroit and beat the Lions because I've seen the Lions get undressed. Like we talk about the Niners, you know, being handled by the by the Ravens. The Lions got undressed, thirty-eight to six, by Baltimore earlier this year. They lost at home to Green Bay. They have lost to Seattle. Like, even though they're a good team, and. You know, they won the division, and they're 11-5. and five. They're a really good football team, but they have things on their resume, as far as the season is concerned, that would make me say, like, there's no, they're not in the 49ers league. Like, you're talking about a team that would need breaks and would need things to go right. A team like Detroit, to me, would need that to beat San Francisco. All the teams in the NFC would need those things, in my opinion, to beat San Francisco. Weirdly... The team that I feel like has the best chance to maybe come into San Francisco and upset them is the team they play this weekend, the Rams. And that's just, to me, because of what the Rams have, the way they're playing, and I guess their familiarity with the Niners, even though McVeigh's head-to-head record is not great, Um you know, I, I think they're the only team that could that could challenge San Francisco at Levi's. And I don't know if they're going to get that chance. This from
0: uh, V on the YouTube chat. Ravens game was a wake-up call. You know what? That's absolutely positively fair. Yeah. Nah, the Niners are rolling. Baltimore came in. They beat them. 49ers won the next week. We move on. 49ers... Get refocused just like they did after their three-game losing streak. There's nothing to see here. My question to 49ers, and I think that's a fair way to, to think about it. That's the way you think about it. That's the way you think about it. I'm just trying to put my myself in the place of a 49er fan. And you can't tell me you feel more confident about winning the Super Bowl on January 2nd than you did
1: on December 24th before that Ravens game. I mean if well and I could play devil's advocate here. Well, just go ahead and play it. Okay. Lamar Jackson's one and three in the playoffs. He's thrown So you may okay. He's he he has a three to seven touchdown uh, interception ratio in the postseason. So that, that would be the reason. So the reason is they kicked our ass, but <laughs> yeah.
0: we may not have to see him again.
1: I mean, the year Lamar Jackson no, won I, MVP, they laid fair. an egg at home against Tennessee. You know, talk about a rusty team. That, that twenty was 2018, 2019 Ravens team, that yeah, that team was rusty. Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill walked all over him. Boy. But but it could happen
0: fa- again. Right, but it could have happened again. <laughs> it could have happened again before you even played the Ravens, if you know what I mean.
1: It, and, and <laughs> maybe it's just because of that, Steiny, but okay, if the if the Ravens have played the 49ers, if they play them again in the Super Bowl. I think it's pretty even. I don't. I. I, don't, I can't tell you which way I'd lean right now.
0: Well, it's funny because. Some, uh, but I. I the think the
1: Ravens are... are more likely to get upset in the postseason
0: than the Niners are. I. I would agree with that. I would agree with that in their conference playoffs
1: for yeah. sure. But, I mean, I just also because the Niners. What, what we were we talking about? The, the three teams that have made them look the worst are in the AFC North. Yep. I don't have to play any of those teams in the playoffs. Like, they only have one in-conference loss this year, the Niners. And it was to a Vikings team that no longer has their quarterback. And it will also not be in the postseason, most likely. When they're
0: not, to me, is it, see, I don't, well, I, it would be recency bias, but oh, we got to get, get out of here. But remember how everybody was worried after three straight losses, mm-hmm. and that turned out to be fine? Were people not worried after the Baltimore loss?
1: Well, Wilkes is still on the sideline, so we're good.
0: 888-957-9570 is the number hey, uh, do not forget Warriors Live, they try to snap a three game losing streak and I'll tell you what, it's not just the same old Orlando Magic who are in town they're actually pretty good tip-offs at 7 with Tim Roy and you know what that means, Evan Giddings has Warriors Live at 6pm all on your home for Warrior Basketball 95.7, the game